Welcome to the second roundtable. I'm here with Mike Safanoff, Mike Stern, Joe Bowers, and we're one man down. Hopefully he'll join us a little bit later. Um, we're here to discuss styles of animation. Um, so let's open it up. And you were saying, Mike, a second ago? Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> you were saying... Moments of breath, like breathing, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. letting it breathe, letting it move. Contrast. Yeah, I was talking about that. I, I was saying that sometimes when you commit it to one animation style for the entire feature it just gets kind of wears on you a bit and when you see like a like contrast with something that's really naturalistic and then you cut to something broad in between and then back to naturalistic again you feel the impact of the broader stuff a little bit more and it's just constantly broadening all the time it's funny it reminds me of the uh, the old 2d days where uh, the 2d movies from the 90s where you know in the, in the realist the disney characters they're more leading characters were very naturalistic but always the very side Characters are super yeah. goofy, and physics went out the window. It was more just like a flower sack squashing and stretching. That's true. It's almost like certain characters have like a, the style sort of comes pre-attached. It's like you look at the character's eyes, like okay, that character is going to move like this. Like, um, it's a good example of like Cinderella. Look at the like the prince in Cinderella; they move like totally naturalistic. Yeah. Then you look at the mice, or um, even even some of the human characters, like the Duke, and they're very broad and like they're very Timing has a nice texture to it. But now it's gotten to a point where it's almost before you don't even make the decision. You see the design. It's like, okay, this character looks like this. This is how it has to move. I mean, I wonder, like you, I think we were talking about before, stuff felt a little bit more homogenized. It's like uh, in the advent of CG, the, the kind of CG slash live action film. You know, chipmunks and all this stuff. It, it, it's just preconceived that they all move the same. Chipmunks moved exactly like Garfield did, just like like uh, Yogi Bear did it just like nobody even bothers to maybe I don't know try and develop a movement based on the character it's just this is the house style of what's popular now let's just do that and it takes away a thing from the anime sometimes I mean I'm, yeah. those guys work here they work you know every other studio and they're capable of doing anything but it's just like you're limited by just having to do that because that's what's popular I think there's like, some about those movies too where they have like a cartoony design, but they're very realistically textured in a real world. Mm-hmm. And how far can you push that? Yet the design makes you want to push it. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I wouldn't know how to balance that out. It's almost. I've had yeah. an issue on shots before where it's yeah. like I look at the boards, and the boards are drawn really simplistically. And I know that the director is connected to those boards, and it has that expectation for the shot. Yeah. But then we're kind of working in our world we created in the animation, the physics we've defined already doesn't allow me to do what is yeah. in the board. Like, it just becomes almost, like, funny looking. It, it just doesn't, doesn't quite work for the design. Because yeah. our films are kind of like that, too. A lot of films nowadays in CG are very highly textured, right? When I see the boards, I feel like we don't do justice a lot of the time. Like, yeah. I'll see something in boards, uh, last, you know, especially last films. Like, I would see something board, and the time would be, like, snappy. It'd be, like, literally one pose, other pose. And then when it hits animation, there's all this ambient motion, all this stuff moving, and the pose isn't as strong. The joke suddenly doesn't land as much because the texture is gone. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, you've achieved in making it look real, but you, the point of the shot is gone. Like yeah. I, I kind of miss that, and it's just like, but then you try and do that, and then you get like, well, you know, I don't feel that the shoulders moving here, and it's like, like, yeah, but the point of the shot is this. I thought, and yeah. and then you just get to the point where you're just moving stuff around to kind of fill in. Well, I guess that's what they wanted to be, and then you see it, and you're like. I, the board was so much better. I, I killed know, the joke. Nothing kills like a like a broad joke by making it 
fully natural. It's, yeah. it, it well, happens some, all the time. Sometimes the boards too. The 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 characters are drawn more since it's drawn and there's a little bit of attachment from it. It's, like, it's funny. It's appealing. But when it becomes so naturalistic. Almost becomes a little bit disgusting. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that. Just like the way that they drew doing. that guy in the boards was great because it was like this really tiny character, very square, very simple, and it had the big, rich voice. And the contrast of that was so interesting. Yeah, you know. So it's like when you get something like that's something that I think needs to be thought about a lot more. Like when you make a really realistic movie, you're actually losing an opportunity for comedy. And like I, I feel like you know, to your original point, like. You need to kind of have shots where you have a little bit of contrast, and you need to have a character that is designed in a generic enough way, or not generic, but an appealing enough way that it can fit multiple different styles. Yeah. It's not just kind of like, this is a cartoony character. I think one thing yeah. we kind of take for granted is just like the range we have nowadays. Like, back back when we started, like, you're somewhat limited as to how far broad you can go with computer animation, even how far, far naturalistic, like, it's kind of somewhere in the middle, but now if you look at like the broad stuff, it's broader, and the naturalistic stuff, it's even more naturalistic, and we're constantly trying to find, we're, everything we do fits somewhere in between on that range. We're still rendering everything pretty realistic. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like we're yeah. kind of stuck in a rut, like yeah. the entire, I don't know, like industry of animation, mm -hmm. CG animation, everything is textured with lighting, and no one has, except for Paperman, like no one has yeah. really decided to say, let's just take this tool and make it look a certain way without going through this pipeline that we've all are attached to. We have to texture, we have to put fur, yeah. we have to throw lighting in there. We could bake out lighting and, yeah. and cheat it and create something that's aesthetically appealing without trying to simulate real elements like that's when you get those a light source. And, and like you flip through the art of book and you're like, man, this stuff looks beautiful. Yeah, and yeah. you could recreate that in the computer. Um, you don't have to recreate it like it would really exist which is what we're doing is simulating reality in a way i mean that's and a good point that you brought up paperman and like that that seemed like something that like fit the medium and it's like that old thing where they used to say in the tv days well you do it in animation because you can't do it in live action yeah but cg can mimic live action so yeah. well but the question is well if we're going to do it in like quote-unquote feature cg animation then why make it look realistic on that just yeah. do a live action film or a slash visual like visual effects film which yeah. fits that genre yeah it makes sense more. for visual effects because you're trying to make you want Golem to feel like it's a real yeah, character exactly. it's there yeah. and it's perfect you but... need that stuff to look real you need the skin the, the cloth I mean what we do I mean the whole point is it is the character a little bit make it a little bit more fun I would say yeah. and, and if you're going to deal especially if you're going to deal with heavy subject matters more I don't want to say cartoon but just rounder safer designs helps you tackle those subjects a little bit easier than it being heavy subjects tackled like extremely realistic designs there's nowhere to hide in that stuff yeah well at the same time when you have like a simple character design and they're saying all this really heavy mm -hmm. important stuff mm -hmm. it really feels insincere sometimes you see but the thing is uh, to me one of the my favorite moments that i've seen in animation last few years was that sequence enough the silent moment mm -hmm. i don't know what the sequence is actually called but there's that thing where they're they don't talk but they're tackling that whole montage thing of her that they're not having kids that was a heavy subject matter for an animated film I remember seeing with my wife, and she was crying. Like, her and the person next to her were crying for, like, 15 minutes straight. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, okay. But it was a subject matter that I haven't seen tackled before in feature animation. And those were extremely graphic characters. Right. And it worked because of that, I think, because and of the simplicity. Literally because they're saying really serious, heavy things. Yeah, but that's that's a whole other I mean, subject like, of yeah. dialogue in animated films where they talk too much. That's right. a whole other thing. That's, that's true. about what you're talking about now with just, like, the seriousness of things and the tone of things. It's actually... As much as a problem as we're having with the styles, and that yeah. there's no range there. It's either 
totally like melodramatic or it's really light and funny. Like we don't kind of blend in between that, so, especially in some some of our recent movies. It's like everything's just very dire and very serious. Or it's like we're bouncing all around yeah. the place and you know flying off the walls, and there's nothing to bridge us from one to the up to the other. You know? Always yeah. the end of the world or the uh, <laughs> the coming prophecy or God knows it's just like yeah. I I don't remember the movies I saw growing up being like that. I mean this it could be I'm just senile. I don't remember them all being that much, but. You know, you think about those movies, they were just simple stories, and today it's like, everything's got to be huge, it's got to be big, it's got to be... It seems like the the business of it, too. It's it's in movies, right? Yeah. I think that's what Transformers, everything that's done, every fairy tale is like an epic... Oh, hold on. So we have a late entry. We already started recording. We're just going to introduce Orner Yeldon. Oh, we're just talking about how a lot of times the story is dictated by what the return is going to be on the investment. The thought is that if it's not a big movie... With a lot of set pieces, a lot of action, a lot of big payoffs that it's not going to attract a big audience. Yeah, yeah. and I like, didn't. Oh, sorry. Well, it just feels like movies are going through a checklist. You need to have like these ten things, and you know, every ten minutes, one of them needs to happen, or else it's not going to be. It, like a massive medieval battle at the end with swords and yeah, knights. Yeah. And I think didn't they do that in End of Snow White? But at least it's fun to animate. And so they're. Yeah, but I don't think I've worked in a movie that didn't have a final battle. I got to be honest. I've been doing this a while now. I don't. It's like, like, they always call it a final battle sequence. I'm like, and and it's always like in the last month of production. You're like, are we going to get it done? Yeah, we get it done. But (laughs) the sad thing is, though, it's like, I look at the movies that are the top 20, and it's always those those movies. You know, it's like, it always has all those elements. And it's hard to argue with it because it's been a long time since a movie, a small movie with. A small set of characters has really reached that level of success. Is that true, though? I mean, I know visual effects, I think they call them the tent pole films, yeah, but yeah. I don't know that animated movies, the ones that have succeeded the last few times, I don't think they've. I mean, the last, I don't know, I don't want to throw any names out, but the last few that I can think of didn't weren't that big. They had big stuff. Well, if there are, it's because I think there's another element riding on it, either like a brand name or. That's true. You know, what's the, the last independent uh, s- small cast movie that was really successful. I guess maybe Lord of the Sunshine. Yeah. Slumdog Millionaire. Like, you'll have one of those every once in a while, but most of them. And those are because of, like, award shows. And then, yeah. worthy, and then they get lifted up into that success. And, but, but they don't even, I mean, they don't make the bank that, you know, Hollywood animated films need to make to, yeah. to consider sure. them a success either. I mean, even though a movie can make an insane amount of money, yeah. unless it crosses a half a billion dollar mark, it's not I, My hope was that we are always in, uh, not just us, but the the industry was always in a place where you'd have those movies that really hold down the fort and that make that money, and then that gives you an opportunity to kind of explore Here's the riskier ones. Yeah, yeah. The one but that, I don't. I mean, I don't even know if that's the case anymore. It's like but I mean, stylistically, thing. feels like I guess the industry is finding its safe house style, and they're sticking to it because to them, it's kind of that safe zone of like I, this worked before, it will work again, and I get that, and I don't begrudge that. I mean, I, I have to be honest. Some of the stuff that's out there. I, you know, I'm looking forward to some of the movies coming out this summer, and I think they're going to be great. And we talked about Despicable Me. Everybody saw that trailer, and you're like, I want to see that movie. And everyone was like, that one shot, that one shot of the kid going, everybody was just like, they called out that one shot, and they're like, I need to see that movie. Same thing with, like, uh, what was it? I mean, Cloudy, I saw that. Cloudy yeah. too. I saw that trailer, I'm like, I, I, I love the sensibility I, of the humor. Yeah, the it's just fun and wacky and unexpected. <laughs> and that's yeah. a style of its own. I mean, they push, I think they're the extreme of the extreme, and it works because, A, I think it works because the design of the characters are so graphic. And 
it works because of those characters. They're not just doing it to do it. It works within the sense of the whole world. Even the yeah. jokes in that trailer were, you know, they're pretty funny. I, I thought, you know. Yeah, there's a leak in the book. And they, they know what to hold back and what to move in the screen. They know exactly where to look at. Like, like that small the trailer, the girl doing that. Everything freezes in that shot. But nothing disturbs you. Yeah. Just just right amount. Yeah. And just immediately everybody looks at that small spot in the whole screen. And the camera doesn't zoom in either. It just wants you to look at there and watch it. There's so many scenes like that in Cloudy where it's like just the choice and animation make it funny. Like, I love it when he's kind of stacking those hands. <laughs> It's like the, how deliberate the movement. I think the only thing moving is like the arm, but each one just kind of shows like throwing knot and what he's doing. Yeah. I remember uh, I was talking to Dave about this, but the shot in the jello scene where he kind of reaches out to take her hand and kind of does like that mouth that's in it. It's like, don't breathe. Like <laughs> and I guess he was telling me in the boards, it was just kind of the hand reaching out to say it. So it was obviously the animator made the choice to do that little mouth yeah. movement with the hand, which I think is really funny. And the kind of thing I wish. There was a little bit more opportunity to do that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, maybe like, it's on us to invent that type of thing. Well, I think it's part of the style, though. In that style, anything can go, so yeah. anything can work. So you're more willing to try more outlandish things because you think, hey, maybe I'll try this, maybe it'll stick because that other thing worked. And if you're, yeah. if all you're trying to do is recreate realism, yeah, then yeah. you're going to sort of tighten your little box. It's also yeah, like how many times again. do you hear no? <laughs> if you if you try if you try if you try something in your first ten shots and the answer is no like on that eleventh shot you still got to find that yeah. energy inside to still try it. You try ten times, holy crap! Yeah. I don't want to hear no anymore. I know. <laughs> That's the level of animation, right? Just keep going, yeah. no matter what. I, I keep like throwing yourself at like you know keep, it's like the puppet class like keep throwing okay. yourself at failure, failure. and hoping that miss. <laughs> <laughs> I pitch a lot of ideas when I get a shot, and then I get that look like. Just keep it simple. Stop yeah. it. But it's like, yeah, but I want to have fun. If you just sit at your table doing this and that, you're like, anybody could do that. I mean, yeah. you want to, you want to, a, you want to add something personal. B, you, you want to make it more than the layout, the stuff that's yeah. moving there, and you want to try to bring something unique to it. But then, it, you're fighting it because it's that thing where everybody has a perception of what the shot should be, mm-hmm. but your job is to bring that to yeah. life. And it's just like, but you want to bring your vision of it to life. But everybody's like, no, we have our vision of it. And, yeah. Sometimes I also hate when I realize, like, if I do my walking really fast, it can be just like a matter of, it can be just like a car or plane flying. And I look at the layout animation just to make sure, <laughs> and layout is like, this is better than what I've been studying for hours here. <laughs> so you just submit the layout. Well, now I have the mocap now, too. Yeah. Yeah. That process was fun, though, like, like doing the, the mocap and... Because you start thinking about the choices, like if you ever end up animating on a shot that you did the previous for, it's nice to your first take of acting is just spontaneous, the surroundings. And you're working with the director, right? Yeah, so like you get yeah. to kind of know what he likes, and yeah, yeah, and like cause then, you, if you're not working, if you're only working on one shot, you know, you can only kind of find out so much. But if you can kind of see a range, and you get to kind of see like how he's thinking about the shots and the sequences. Yeah, sounds like it'd be helpful. I didn't get the answer. My my only question about that is is if you're in that scenario. So you're already putting yourself in a situation where you're a human. If it's not verbatim, you know, like someone of your proportions, mm-hmm. aren't you limiting the ideas of what you could do with the shot already? Because if it's the proportions and you could yeah. have taken it that much more and you get the direction you're used to seeing, that thing is like, well, no, I kind of want to see, like, you'll hear it a lot of times, I want to see what's in the layout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah. and then it's that was always my biggest concern with that is just like, well, especially the, depending where the director comes from, if it's a director that comes from live action or from story or something that... They're not familiar exactly with what we do and how we do it and how long it takes to get to the final version. 
if they see something and they're used to seeing, well, well, I could just get a human to act it out for me, and then you're limiting yourself to like you know entangled with like the horse, and a horse didn't move like a horse, and yeah, it moved like a dog. It moved like a dog, and it was you know whoever I, you know, I it took me a while to get into it, but once you get into it, it was freaking brilliant. Yeah, it yeah. totally sold that because it sold what his character was about. He was like on the hunt, and he was, yeah, like, he was well, like and sniffing he, around. And you couldn't and, do yeah. the stuff like you couldn't do that stuff where it's just like think of it and be your you're setting rules for the world. And that's the problem. Once you establish rules where everybody is it's based on that mocap and that's what we start from, I think, is that those kind of gags will never come into people's ideas because they'll be like, yeah, it's really funny, but it won't fit with what we have yeah, been before. That's my like, only concern. People fall in love with ideas. Like, something considers that, you know, we're kind of the end of the road. Like, after three years in stories, they find yeah. this animation. So a lot of folks have a, this pre, uh, preconceived attachment to a shot or... And all of a sudden, like, you get an animator who just has this really funny idea and gets it in there, and we play it in dailies, and it's like, ah, oh, that's great, but, 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 and everyone in the room's just kind of like, no. Oh. Oh. You hear everyone kind of yeah. die a little yeah. bit inside. <laughs> we have to do it. I remember that a couple right. of times. Yeah, there was, yeah. like, a couple of jokes. I don't remember what it was. I think it was in the last film or something. I was just like, ah, oh, that's really funny, or the film before that. And yeah. it's like, you could see, like, certain people, like, I was like, should we do it? Yeah. And you're like, yes, yes. Yeah. And they're like, no, like, oh. <laughs> Like if, if it gets a laugh in dailies, you know, it's like, all right, we got it. We yeah, but we're that. not the target audience. Yeah, that's, that's I true. I mean, when we're, you know, yeah, I mean, like, I agree, though. I mean, like, there's been a lot of times where there's been a, just a, a better idea or a funny idea, but it's a new idea, and they're attached to the three-year-old idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just back to your point, though. I mean, like, you, you do limit yourself when you're doing the mocap, too, and, like, you, you don't have as much control, like, the way that we do in animation, too. So it's, like, even just sort of getting especially if they get sort of attached to it, you can just sort of make that better, or in like Maximus's case, obviously you can't mocap him, but I've never laughed harder at ears in my entire life. You know, just, just the timing of those ears sometimes were just really, really, just, it was funny, and you can't mocap that, and obviously you don't have that level of control of your ears or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I, I've, I've never worked on a movie that used mocap here, uh, and... I don't like mocap. Like, I got out of visual <laughs> yeah. effects. You don't really get really use it. Anymore. Yeah, but it's still there, and like the director watches that for a year. So then, when it get when it finally gets to you it's or not, something, it's not that long. But well, like usually we do. I mean, it really is just placement of the characters, yeah, like where they're going to stand. It's for troubleshooting, like more than for, Yeah, no, I, I understand. It's for previews and everything. But I mean, you're like there was lots of times on the first movie I was on here. There would be like just a little flying overshoot or something, and like the director would be seeing that for six months. And that would mean something to him. Like, that was like a beat, you know? And, and yeah. it was really weird, but he got attached to sort of the texture of that shot based on someone not using clamp tangent. So mocap, I think, is the same danger. It's like, no, I want him to take eight steps. You're like, well... Yeah, because to them, it, it makes sense, and then it's what they physically connect with. And then, I mean, it's that constant thing where they, the comfort zone is what they know, and what we know is, is naturalistic, realistic, and... Once, like we said, the house style or something becomes prevalent enough, and that's all you see around you, it's kind of what you expect to see. Yeah. You're not like you think to that's take, how it's supposed to yeah, be. You never yeah, you never. Do you think they get risk. numb to it? Like, I mean, say if you're working on a shot for more than a couple of weeks, you get numb to your shot. Oh like, yeah. Where you can't tell if it's good or anymore because you've been looking at it. It looks horrible or great to you, but whatever you think of it is wrong because you've been staring at it so long. So I wonder if the director has a similar thing with sure. Maybe like what they expect of movies in general here, oh, yeah. or just what they've been seeing in the boards and. And nothing is going to quite match up to that. I, or? So. I mean, you got like everything that's in boards is like it's like it started off in your imagination, then yeah. it's in boards. You already have it like kind of built out in your head, and then to hit something in that last step that kind of takes it in a different direction, it's got to be 
hard to accept that as you know, the same part of the story. But, I mean, to me, what, what, I mean, before they started doing like heavy previews, uh, the, the, the strength of the board to me was always that it's one pose or two poses that yeah. tell exactly what the shot's about. I mean, those are the story ideas right there. And it's funny, you have boards, you have layout, and then we as animators are trying to recreate what they did on boards by doing thumbnails or something along those lines. And it's like we've already been like, separated from that by one yeah. or two steps, and then you're just trying to get back to something similar to that, the simple idea again. And then it's just sifting through all, like, you have to talk to directors, supervisors, heads of whatever, just to understand what the hell the shot's about. Yeah, it's killing the joke with details, yeah. like what we first started talking about. You know, it just, you... You miss the point of the shot all of a sudden because you're looking at the overlap. Well, that, that, hap- that did happen a lot on Tangled. The director would say many times, just follow the boards. And the boards were like the simple ideas and a lot of people would do what you're saying and then they'd take it back to just like, it's a simple idea. It's two poses, you know, in some shots. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, you didn't go crazy for all this finesse and stuff. And you had those cartoony moments in the film. Where... I've, I've noticed, I've done a class where I've compared, I don't know if you saw, I compare... Um, Three sequences for uh, t- three sequences for three different movies that have similar moments. One of them was Tangled, the other was uh, there's Ratatouille, and the other one was Dragons. And it was it, the similar mood lighting, and it was like two person shots. It was it was amazing to watch the amount of motion in those sequences for every studio, and it was how much you know it doesn't move in this one, it doesn't move in this one. It was amazing. The effect it has was, was mm-hmm. stunning. Because maybe if you're expecting things to be moving or you're seeing things moving so much, when you stop moving, you've got everyone's attention, like something's yeah. changed. Mm. It's like the style where it's saying, like, you know, you have characters that are kind of naturalistic and you have the ones a little bit more, they move a little bit more. I mean, if you're moving a little bit more throughout the whole film, if everyone's gonna, kind of over-animated, then it becomes kind of... Yeah, it, it, you become oversaturated with it. You're, you get, you're your brain gets numb. Yeah, you get numb yeah. to it. It's like stereoscopic. I'm sorry, but when I start watching a movie, it's in my face, and after 10 minutes, everything looks flat because yeah. I'm used to yeah. it. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, why did I pay extra for this? I mean, yeah. it's, and then I have a headache when I leave. You just, worry, <laughs> yeah. you just want to you know more about the story, the character, not the stereo. Yeah, yeah, I don't need stuff flying up. Like saving these flourishes from where they're like really new. Yeah, the and then it's appreciated because you're not, they haven't seen it too much. It's, yeah, it's a contrast between... That contrast never never really comes. They say that, oh, we'll do it for this moment when it's important. But when that moment comes, they're like, they're afraid to do that because it's something new. But like... Sometimes I, mean, sometimes I think it's almost like animator pride too. It's like you want to get that little bit of flourish in all, all the moves in your shot. Um, but come on, if, you're, if you really understand the context of the scenes like a lot of times your shots are just trying to set up what's happening down the road so if you really understood the intention of the shot you know that well i shouldn't put the flourish in here because i'm going to try to keep it really simple so that when the flourish hits the end it's really going to well it doesn't always have to be a flourish though it's like what you were talking about just using that as an example yeah yeah my owner my owner owner's leaving <laughs> uh, well, you know, the flourish can be the thing that doesn't move, though. It's just about kind of like, yeah, you had that impulse to put every little thing in your shot, mm-hmm. but sometimes every little thing in your shot is taking almost everything away, and you just kind of need to hold back. And, and, you know, the movie has trouble holding back those flourishes, so do you, but... Yeah. Well, it's just knowing where you are in the sequence. It's like yeah. you're, um, you know, if, if the last shot is a very static shot, then obviously you're going to try to do as much as you can to build up the energy in your shot to set that up as yeah. being like the, the payoff. Of the I mean, we, I think we all teach, do you teach as well? Yeah. 
guess but, like I should. It's funny, but no, I'm, I'm saying, feeling left out. What I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying is that I, I always yeah. tell my students that not every shot that you work on needs to be a ten, like a ten volume wise. It doesn't have to fight for attention. But let's be honest, all of us inside, we we want to scream, we want to over animate. You like, yeah. you have to, like, there's soups for a reason. They have to rein you in because sometimes if they wouldn't, you'd be like moving shit. Like, yeah. look at this beautiful yeah. overlap on these arms, and look at what I can. Because you're too. thinking about your reel too. You're like, this is gonna look amazing yeah. in my demo reel. <laughs> but that's why it's great to get like a chunk of shots though, because then yeah. you behave. Yeah, because yeah, you see everything in context as yeah. well, yeah. especially. And you also don't want to ham up your like. Because you want to say that when you need it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, no, I'm going to downplay this for my uh, next shot. Uh, it's yeah, huge. Yeah. Exactly. But it, yeah. the shots go faster, they turn out better, and I think we're more responsible filmmakers that way. Yeah. Again, it feels like every studio has their kind of style now. Um, and I get it. And I, I love watching that stuff. I mean, uh, Rick Ralph, I totally loved it. I dug it completely. The style was... I don't know why I'm looking at you, Joe. I see you didn't work on it. <laughs> but, uh, you're, but, you're, yeah. Disney, you're one of those guys. But yeah. I, I, I thought it was amazing. And then, you know, when I saw Despicable Bell. teaching, though, do you try to teach naturalistic style or broad style, or do you try to cater to what the student is? Yeah, you got to work with the student. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. it's their reel, it's what they want to put on their reel. Right. Don't so, make. having never taught before, I would say, uh, ignorantly, that maybe you teach. Like, this is how you animate something, and then here's how you can push it or pull it back. I don't know how you guys structure no, classes. No, I, I always tell them that like, they can do it in whatever style they want. But I, I but do. one is like an exaggeration of what's naturalistic. You're really just exaggerating, I think, what is yeah. Yeah. real yeah. or what feels No, I agree real. with yeah. you, but my, my always qualm is there's that thing where it's like I'm a teacher, and I'm like, oh, artistically, this is, you know, you should do whatever you want. And then there's a the professional side of me, and I'm like, you could do, and you should do whatever you feel comfortable and what you feel passionate about. Mm-hmm. Realistically, on your reel, this is where the industry is. You might wanna, I think you want to have a range, you know? It's like, that would be you could show like that. you could do the natural yeah. stuff and the broader stuff. I think that's, that's really uh, golden. Yeah. To me, it's like, I think sometimes with the naturalistic stuff, and I find even this happens with me when I'm doing it long enough, I, I start to use like the reference as a crutch and I start and not exploring the ideas as much as I could you know I agree and like when I'm forced to work broad and like where it's I love sometimes I just love getting a shot where I can't do reference because there's nothing I can do that's going to get me there and I'm forced to rely more on my imagination and my thumbnail and my drawing it just kind of snaps me out of it it's like oh you know what it's like I don't need reference to that I can still do this just by feeling yeah, it out I, I usually try it I like I prefer to do a thumbnail or just imagine my mind first and sometimes I hate shooting reference I do it when I have to but um there's times when I should have and I didn't and it, I paid for it because the mechanics weren't working. I'm like, I should have just freaking looked at my reference, but I didn't want to because I, I just hate shooting reference. I think that's, that's a different issue, but I, I like, it's <laughs> it's, I just like to see myself on camera because I'm looking at myself doing something. I'm like, I look nothing like the character. How do I use this? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, no, but I mean, I actually think there's value in that because you, you still react. doing bad reference. Well, all I do is shit. So, uh, but um, no, I mean, I think, I mean, like, what I like about reference is you react to it no matter what. And even if your reaction is like, okay, well, this is too, this is too light. This obviously isn't going to work. Now you know. Well, that... I have a huge archive of what not to do. Yeah. Reference-wise. <laughs> I find that, especially on the show I'm doing now, I, I actually, there was no reference to get. So I actually drew the whole thing out um, with the draw tools. And then I found that by doing it, I'm like, oh, I wonder if this doesn't work. And I found I got something a lot more, something that I probably never would have thought of doing if I had to, like, go through YouTube and Stitcher reference. Now that I have that, 
I do, I, I'm going to go, you know, I went through and I found reference that I can relate to that so I can make it kind of accurate. It made me happy because I didn't have to rely on the reference and it was fun not to have to rely on the reference. And you find yeah. that it's not, even though sometimes it might be forced on us, it's not a necessity. It's there to help you bring you to where you need to be in the shot. But you don't. You shouldn't live and die by it. Well, it's just, thumbnails. It's not your finished shot. Yeah, it's not. It's just. A, it's like a blocking. It's like you know the reference the way we use it today is like you know it's the CG version of thumbnail basically. You're looking at how, and especially when it comes to collision, like that stuff, like there's stuff you're gonna get in the reference that you're yeah. not gonna be able to just figure out in your head. And by doing it, I was able to go back in the shot and something I was fighting with the entire day, I was able to resolve pretty quickly just by yeah. It's, it's good to find out the mechanics of what something looks like when you do it with the reference, yeah. and then you could just start from there instead of like saying, how would that be? Would you bounce off or do you yeah. hit and you smash into them? Like, what, uh-huh. what's the whole body doing? Uh, you, you just, yeah, you get to th- those answers faster. Well, sometimes think, you oversimplify something too because you're like, you're thinking about it so much that you're breaking it down piece by piece, and like then you're doing like, the added up pieces instead of like what you would actually do if you were doing the action. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 dangerous. But I mean, like, you know, person. I don't know how we got under reference like this, but uh, <laughs> personally, like, I, I, you know, I don't do that many takes of reference because I like to get like broad strokes and then kind of make those decisions on the computer, especially for acting. Yeah. Uh, like facial stuff, you know, like I, my reference is always useless because. Yeah, yeah my, my face has a very small range. So. <laughs> See, my face has too much. But these yeah. animated characters, you could like stretch them and squash them. Yeah. Them. yeah. I like the idea of just taking that first pass in the face just from imagination. And yeah. not trying to shoot reference and get like halfway there. I find my, again, like I have the same issue. How my, my expressions are muted compared to what I Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some people have like a they can do it. Just you look yeah. at their face and when they do their reference and they can, like, wow, I just matched that. But some people don't have that. It's also some things you can't really fake in reference. Like sometimes, like a take or a, something unexpected happened to a character. Yeah. Like no matter how many times you do it in front of a camera, it's like you know your brain is telling you what's going to happen next. Yeah. You can't not all an, not all animators are great actors either. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'm I mean, not an actor at all. I don't consider myself an actor. I just you know, try to like you're, mimic you're what actors judge do. Of acting. There you go. Yeah. yeah, but I can't do it in front of the camera. You know, I think it depends on the sequence, depends on the character. Like there's certain characters I could always feel comfortable animating. I can feel I can get some really good stuff in the blurry characters, no matter how hard I try. One thing I notice when I shoot references is that my my mouth corners naturally curl up. Uh-huh. I'm generally a pretty happy guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to I'm trying to create like these evil expressions, but yet my mouth corners are still turned up, and they just look so. Like, yeah, it didn't work. Well, I don't think we touched much on styles. But we talked a lot about reference. Uh, we could sum this That's up in the next few minutes. Naturalistic style. Naturalistic we style. That, yeah. We covered that. Um, I'm sure we made a point somewhere. We made yeah. a point. Let's what hope are, so. What we are the other styles? I mean, there's obviously naturalistic. There's like the super broad. There's the minimalist. I mean, Hotel T was an interesting example because yeah, yeah. those designs were. I mean, they were. They weren't as graphic as some other stuff. They were still pretty. You know what I would call like you know naturalistic stuff that's out there, but those rigs were doing stuff that I haven't seen with those characters in CG before. I mean, they were being yeah. pushed and torn, and yeah. so they were really, really holding that stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was impressed. I love that shape-based stuff. Yeah, I mean, like that's one thing that CG I think still hasn't really gotten to yet. Like, yeah, was well, it? It takes like a long time for it 
This is actually something that Glenn said on Tangled. And he meant it in a good way, but he oh, was this like... this is a good story. He, oh, is it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, he, he said, because he was, I guess, playing with the rigs, and he wanted to uh, kind of see what we our process is, because a lot of times he'd be drawing, like, can you get this? And we're like, I, I can't. You know, you push it as far as you can, and it's something breaks. And so, you you know, the whole movie, you're getting as close as you can to what he draws. And because you spend so much time doing that, you forget about everything that should be... In your mind, when like when you're drawing it, yeah. you're thinking of the design, of the, the shapes, the rhythm. Yeah. It's all coming out as you're thinking about. It. But when you're animating in 3D, you forget all that stuff because you're just trying to get it into a, a place where it looks it's like a, not, it's alive. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's and, no rhythm to the drawing. You just go control by control, and you start bending and rotating. Yeah, and, and if like, there's a lesson to take away from that, is just after you've done that blocking pass, look at it and be like, okay, now I gotta go over it again with that that stuff in mind. Yeah. And that's kind of what he did for the film. Is he, he would go over and remind us with his drawings, which is amazing. But, I mean, yeah, I still I still forget to do about, that. You we know? always talk about doing that, but, like, yeah. we very rarely do. Because, yeah, like, even when you get into it, you just forget. Because you're just like, okay, I got to, you're looking well, at the time. You forget you gotta, it. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's like, production calls. Like, more, so yeah. uh, you're going to show this week? And you're like, I just got the shot. I just yeah. got the shot. Yeah, yeah. No, but, yeah, we kind of need it. And yeah. You're like, you're like but, but I was going to do but, a beauty but, pass. But, but, but. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that would be, like. In my head, that's my perfect workflow. It's like getting my first pass of blocking in there, just as poses, so things are working, so they don't look ugly. And going through and sweeping up all mm-hmm. the poses and, and pushing things and making it feel exaggerated. Do I actually do that? Most of the time, no. It helps. <laughs> it helps that when you have a good drawing tool, like so, you could just rough in something over it instead of. I mean, try to match that instead of uh, a thumbnail or. Well, the great thing about that is like you're. You're, you have a blank canvas. You're not making you're not making choices based on something that already maybe isn't working 100. percent You know, it just comes in in T-pose or something. And even then, you know, like uh, you're you're not making a choice based on your previous pose or something. Uh, you just you're drawing it clean. And sometimes, you know, you're just kind of like, oh, that's a better pose just because I drew it fresh instead of because I was reacting to whatever came. Before. Yeah, because I was taking the previous yeah. pose and just reappropriating yeah, it exactly. to the next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brain works differently when you're just drawing them. And and I think that with the reliance on reference, the heavy re- rely on reference, that stuff's completely lost, and like that that whole process. Because then we're just we're trying to get it as close to the reference as possible, and it's, we're losing the whole art of it in a way. Well, you're 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 doing it because it's in the reference. You're not doing it because it's a choice. Yeah, yeah, and I don't. Or you make your choices while you're shooting. Well, that's why I like to do crappy reference. <laughs> but, but, like, like, I, I love like, how that's, that's your excuse that's for it, your, not knowing that you actually are bad at it. Like, that. I have an excuse. Well, I, I, I get something. I, I have a reaction. Sometimes I reshoot, but very rarely. And then I try and make choices based on, like, okay, well, this is weak in my reference, which means I need to worry about this when I'm animating. That's it. I'm going through your shots from now on. I want to see so the reference. Just to shoot references as bad as possible. And then... Well, <laughs> as bad as it is still useful. That's uh, how he sells his shots. Like, uh, this is what it is, but trust me, it's just going to get better from here. Well, that's why I don't, <laughs> like, showing my, that's why I don't like showing my reference to a soup or something. Uh, I want to thank you all guys for coming out. Yeah, uh, this is fun. Mike Saffa, Mike Stern, Joe Bowers, thank you. Uh, Mital, and uh, hopefully we can do this again. Mital. Mital, Eugene. Mital. Thanks, owner. Uh, thank you, Owner, for... Thanks, owner. Yeah. yeah. Just, owner had some really good points the last few minutes. Yeah. That's yeah. the guy. He just comes in, throws it down, and then yeah. walks out. Yeah. That's how it's done. That's, that's how, like, that's how he watch. is. Yeah. yeah, that's how it's done in animation. Owner, don't mess around. You don't yeah. mess around. All right. And on that note, Owner, don't mess around. We'll end it. <laughs> thank you all.